We cannot walk by what we see that's not going right in our life. We have to align our will and words and faith with God's purpose and plan for our life. That's for changing your life with the word with Deborah Elam. Join us for an inspiring message from Deborah. Well, I know the Lord has something to say to us. Even though we've heard these scriptures, we must be open to receive a fresh revelation. And while we're in this place, God is doing something mighty on our behalf. Now, if you're in agreement with that, let me hear you say amen. Oh, yeah, he wants to do something mighty just for each and every one of you. And he's always seeking the opportunity to do it. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Hebrew 11. You know, we're going to go to, they call it the, the, the faith book in Hebrews 11. Now, the title of this message is The Sound of Faith. You have to believe that faith has a sound because it does. It operates in the realm of sounds. And faith is supernatural. It's not natural. No matter what we read and what we confess, if we don't confess it believing that God wants it for us, it is impossible to receive it. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, faith is unlimited. There's no limit to faith in God. No limit. So we're going to take the limits off today. We're going to go to a place and a realm in the spirit where we're going to start receiving more of what God says for our lives. So we're going to break through. That means we're going to push in. And we're going to go a place that calls things that have hindered the promises of God to break from our lives so there'll be a free flow. See, God is living water. He's He's always flowing. He never stops. So he wants the, his promises to be on a continuous flow. He don't want our promises to start and stop. Start and stop. God is not like that. He's an eternal God. He's always on the move. Around his throne, there's a rainbow, and it's a circle. You know, like on earth, you just see part of it. You see part on the left and part on the right, but you never see the whole thing. See, God is eternal. He, he sits in the circle of the glory. So he sits in a heaven in his heaven that he created for himself. There is a sound to faith. Faith brings in the purpose and original intent of our heavenly father. God has some original intents that was messed up with Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden. That passed to us, not by choice. It passed to us, that sin nature. But also when we become saved, the new man enter in and we can break every curse that's over our life because of the promises and the will of God. God intends for us to live a blessed and peaceful life. He gives us faith. So in Hebrews 11, 1 and 2, it says, now faith. Faith is right now. It don't have to be in the future. It's a right now promise. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things 
not seen. Faith is substance. It has substance. It's not like thin air. No, faith is substance. It has sound in it. It has the promises of God in it. Faith has substance. You know, God created the world because he spoke by faith. Because God cannot lie. Whatever God speaks come to pass. So faith has substance. It's not empty. It has the evidence. So whatever we're needing, it's in this faith. If we need a job, it's in faith. If we need a home, it's in faith. If we need healing, it's in faith. It's in faith. If we need relationships restored, it's in faith. It's in faith. The second verse says, by it, the elders obtain a good report. Now, later on, we're going to talk about who the elders were. They obtain a good report. In Romans 10 and 17, well, let's find out how we can get faith or how faith cometh. It says, so then faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. It's a repetitive process. It's not that you hear one time. You got to keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it till you get it. And then you got to keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it till you receive it until it becomes rhema to you. It doesn't happen just like that. No, faith has got to be received. It's got to be processed. It's got to be understood. It's got to be believed that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Faith cometh by hearing. That's why we keep talking the word. That's why we keep meditating on the word. You know, meditate means to chew, to mutter, to, to talk it out. To, to, you know, like a cow has so many stomachs. I don't know how many stomachs. They have a lot of stomachs. And a cow, when they eat grass, they swallow it down. And they, what is it, regurgitate? They spit it back up. Like, ew. No, they spit it back up. And then they swallow it down, and then they spit it back up. Four stomachs. Oh, well, I don't want to give them an extra stomach. Huh? <laughs> they have four stomachs. Thank you. They have four stomachs. And the, but when they finish with the grass, it's not what it was when they swallowed it. See, you have this word when you're muttering on it and when you're feeding on it and you're thinking on it and you're, you're bringing it back up to your remembrance, you're going to receive what you're believing. So the cow, when it finished that process of the grass or the hay or, or whatever it's eating, it's going to produce milk. Its body knows that once it gets in there and it goes through the process, milk will be produced. Our body has to know that when we speak this supernatural word by faith, it's going to produce what we need. Everything that we need that God has promised, it comes to us as we believe it. And as we receive it, as long as it's according to the will of God, you have to believe what God promised. Now, God's not going to do something, your will. God's about his will. If it's his will, he wants it for you. Hallelujah. He has good things for us. Hebrews 11 and 6. Now, get this. But without faith, without it, it is impossible to please him. That's to please God. You cannot please God unless you have faith. He's not pleased unless you have faith. 
For he that cometh to God must believe first that he is. He is the supreme one. He is God and God alone. So you must believe that first. And then you must believe that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. You have to diligently seek God. And if you seek him, you will find it. The sound of faith. Well, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, now get this. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, how many of you know that a lot of people are walking by sight? Everything they see around them. We cannot walk by what we see that's not going right in our life. We have to align our will and words and faith with God's purpose and plan for our life. If something's out of order, we can't see that. Oh, in the natural, yeah, your eyes may see it, but you have to not receive it and say, okay, I know what my natural eyes is, but I'm walking by faith and not by what I'm seeing around me. When there's a mixture of faith and doubt, because they're woven together, when doubt and faith get woven together, you get disbelief. You get confusion. You get lack of understanding. You get nothing. <laughs> you don't get anything when you have this mixture. So guess what? The word of God comes to separate. So go with me. We're going to go to Hebrews. We're going to go to Hebrews 4. And 12. Hebrews 4 and 12. And I'm going to be reading this out of the, the Living Bible. It's called the New Living Translation. Are you there? If you have your Bibles, your iPad, your phone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Now, how many of y'all believe that? It's alive. Oh, yes, it is. And it's powerful. And it's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. That word cuts you. It separates the doubt and it separates the belief. Just, just like that. But only the word can do that. It cuts between the soul and the spirit. Between the joints and the marrow. It get down in the bone. It get, it get down in there. Have you heard it say it's in there? It gets the word of God gets in there, down deep to places you can't even see. So when you're speaking the word, it's going in. Keep speaking it. Keep believing it. The word is going in, and it's causing change to happen. And it exposes the innermost thoughts and desires because there's a sound of faith. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much of your heart? All of it. Not half. Not three quarters. You know what is that? 99 and a half won't do? All of your heart. All of it. You got to trust him with all of it. And lean not <laughs> to your own understanding. You're going to be in trouble. If you got a problem and you lean it to your own understanding, you got a problem that won't be fixed because you got to trust God with all your heart in all how many of your ways all your ways y'all help me preach this acknowledge him everything acknowledge him when you wake up in the morning acknowledge him that he's God hey he's awesome through the day acknowledge him that he's God 
that he supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You got to acknowledge that God is with you no matter where you go. Acknowledge that he's ruler, that he is awesome. There's no word to describe him, but with the words you have, describe how awesome he is. Acknowledge him in all your ways. When you go to work, when you leave your house, in the marketplace, at the store, when you're shopping, wherever you go, acknowledge God is God. And he shall direct your path. You need some direction. <laughs> we all do. I acknowledge him because I need, I know. Like they say, I know in my know <laughs> that I need him to direct my path. When I directed my own path, it was always a train wreck. <laughs> always an accident waiting to happen. But when I acknowledge God in all my ways, I know by faith that he will direct my path. And he has directed my path. Well, let me tell you how I got here that he directed my path. I was watching the internet, and I saw this lady named Ruth Ward Heflin. She was on a network, and she was talking about the glory. And she was talking about goodness of God. And she, when she was on the network, she was going to be coming to a place in Houston. Well, I missed that opportunity. And I said, well, Lord, I, when you know you miss it, you got to repent. And I repented. I said, Lord, I repent. I missed that opportunity to see her. Well, that was my last opportunity. She never got the opportunity to come back to Houston again before she went to glory. But the Holy Spirit within me, he said to me, there's a man coming and you better not miss him. Well, guess what? I better not miss him. <laughs> that means I got myself in gear because our steps must be ordered by God. We must be able to touch people. We're not an island, me, me, and me, and my four and no more. No, we're here to touch the nations. We're here at the body to touch the nations. We must not go slack in our duties. We're here for a purpose. No matter how the enemy roars and how he rages, no matter how he tries to come against us, he is a defeated foe. And he will not prosper. That means that we have to get in gear. When we feel like we're out of sync. When the enemy trying to roar against us. Trying to pull us this way and that way. We must be made fixed in the word of God. We must be made fixed in the place he has planted us. Oh, it's easy when you're not planted to get uprooted. Because you got to be planted and rooted in him. God, he plants a person in the church. He plans them and what he wants them to do. Now, I'm the type of person. I believe in giving God my best. It don't set well. Let me put it like, it don't set well with me when I see people working in the church don't, don't give God their best. Because I believe God deserves the best. That means that sometimes we go slack, but hey, guess what? The Holy Spirit knows us. Jack the slack out of us. He does it in different ways. But he says, we must be about our father's business. We each have an assignment by faith. Hallelujah. It behooves us to stay in our place, give God our best, repent if we haven't, and get on board. Because we know as a believer that time is winding up. And you want your report in heaven. <laughs> 
to be a good report. Because God loves a faithful child. We must be faithful to him. We must be faithful to God and not mess around and miss something. Look, I'm taking a little side trip. But this is very important because there are things that when we leave this world, whether by the grave or whether by the rapture, whichever way we leave, God is watching and taking account of what we do down here. Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I'm not ashamed. See, you can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't be embarrassed to share the good news with people. You can't be ashamed of it when the opportunity presents itself. For it is the power of God until salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We live. That's what we live by. The just, the ones that's justified, the ones that have been called by Christ, the one that Jesus died for. We are the just. He paid an awesome price for us to live by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are we saved through faith. See, we even need faith to be saved. That is not of our yourselves. It is a gift of God. He gave it willingly. He gave us his best. He gave us Jesus. And he gives us this gift. Hallelujah. Not of works. See, that's the problem. That's why we get off right there. Not of works. You can't work this thing. Lest any man should boast. Can't boast about it. It's a gift. <laughs> the sound of faith. Hebrews 11, 3 through 5. By faith, we understand that the entire universe, and I like to watch these science programs about the, the finding different worlds, and they, find, they go and explore the moon. So I'm into that. They go out and explore. So we understand that the entire universe was framed at God's command. The entire universe was framed by the word of God. That's how powerful his word is. So he gave us something that we can see with our eyes to help grow our faith. Yeah, we do. He does. There are some things that you do see with your eyes that will enhance and help grow your faith, increase your faith. So we see that. When we look at the stars, the moon, the planets that we can see, we have to know and believe that God created all that. He did it by faith. And by his word, that's how powerful his word is. And you know, guess what? It has not fallen. <laughs> Sun's still there. The earth's still in place. Stars are still there until he's done with them. They burn off. But everything God spoken, and it will stay its course until God tell it to move except man. <laughs> We're the only ones. that when God tells us something, we just, no, he said go left and some of us go right. He said, go right, and some of us go left. He said, go forward, and some of us go backwards. He said, go backwards, some of us go forward. We're the only ones. Mm. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Everything that we see around us, it was in the unseen world. 
And God spoke it into existence. Well, that's the same with us. Sometimes we don't, it's not in this, it's not in even in this world. It's in heaven. And we speak it, we pull it down to this realm by faith. And faith has substance. It has a sound. So God, when he spoke, there was a sound. And it happened. Everything that God wants happened. Now we're going to talk about Enoch and what kind of faith he had. And five, it says, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. See, you don't have to die from nothing. Enoch just, he just, he was here one day and he was gone the next. But guess what? People knew where he went. He disappeared because God took him. God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. We have to be known as people who please God. In Genesis 5, 21 and 24, when Enoch, when he was 65 years old, he had Methuselah. He had Methuselah at 65. And then for 300 years after that, it was known that his walk pleased God. He walked faithfully with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So at 365 years, get this. At 365 years, after he had lived those total years, now I don't know what he did the first 65, but they said at 300 years after that, he walked with God. So I don't know what he did the first 65, but I know the other 300 years, he walked faithfully with God. And then he was no more because God took him away. Praise God. What a testimony. <laughs> to be here and then God takes you. Don't even see that. Just gone and in heaven with him. Now I want to talk about Noah. Because in Hebrews 11 and 7, the word of God says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about the things that they had never happened before. When Noah was around, they had never seen rain. It never rained. There was a mist that came up out of the ground and watered all the vegetation. God warned Noah to build this boat. And he built it big and God gave him instructions because he followed the plan and will and purpose of God. And he built this boat and by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that came by faith. He saved his whole household because he believed God. They got in the boat, which we know, and the flood came. It started raining. And the waters burst forth, and Noah and his family was rescued by this boat that he had built. And Joseph, in Hebrews 11 and 22, it says, By faith that Joseph, when he was about to die. Now, you know who Joseph was, most of us. Joseph was the one who his family made fun of him because he had dreams and visions. I mean, he could interpret dreams. And he told them that, you know, y'all going to bow down to me. He had all these dreams God had warned, told him about and how he was going to become, how they were going to serve him. And he became next to the Pharaoh. But he said to his, his relatives, he said, when, he, when we leave, we're going to leave this place. I won't be alive. But when y'all leave here, do not leave my bones in Egypt. Take me with you. <laughs> Do not leave my bones here. So he prophesied by faith that God was going to rescue the, the Israelites and take them out of that land and take them to the promised land. And guess what? God did. 
28 says, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so the angel of death would not kill their firstborn. Now imagine that. God said, take a lamb and just, just anoint the doorpost. And the death angel is going to pass over y'all. But if you don't do it, the death angel is going to come and kill every firstborn. And God was faithful because he had given a sound to them. And they received that sound that they would survive if they followed God's instructions. It was by faith in 29 that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea. Now, we all had Red Seas. And they walked through on dry ground. So when they were leaving Egypt, the God of heaven split the Red Sea and caused it to divide. I mean, he split it wide open, caused it to divide so they could walk through and get to the promised land. But yet, when the Egyptians followed them, because they didn't go in faith, that was not God's plan for them to follow the Israelites. They got drowned. All the, the Egyptians that followed the Egyptian army, they got drowned in the Red Sea. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho seven days and the walls came crashing down. There is a sound. There's a sound to faith. There is a sound to faith. Now, we talked about the elders retaining a good report. In 32, it says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jathan, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Now, what about your story? Would it take too long to recount the stories of faith in your life? It should. We are making stories about faith that they're talking about in heaven because we are the children of the Most High God. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. Get this, their faith was so strong, they shut the mouth of lions. And some of us afraid of cats. <laughs> shut the mouths of lions, y'all. They quenched the flames of fire. Guess what? They spoke and fire went up by faith. They escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. This all happened by faith. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Whole armies to flight. All by faith. It wraps it up, it says in 35. The women received their loved ones back again from death. Some of their loved ones had died. And guess what? By faith. They said, no, you're going to live and not die. They raised up. From the dead, Galatians 3 and 6 in the New Living Translation, in the same way Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. And 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18 says, For our light afflictions, which are but for a moment, work for us a more, far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary and subject to change. They're subject. The things which are not seen are eternal. In Mark 11, 11 through 14, Jesus, he had entered Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked, and he had looked around upon all things, and now was evening time, was come, went out into Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, 
when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. And he saw a fig tree afar off with leaves. And he came and it happened that he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, he said unto it, he said unto the fig tree. He spoke. See a sign of faith. He spoke to the fig tree. And he said, no man will eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So faith has a sound. When the sound is heard, when we hear the sound, we have to know the sound and respond. And 19 says, and when he was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning... As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. Not just the leaves missing. <laughs> the root had dried up on this fig tree. Mm. And Peter called to remembrance, saying unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thy curses is withered away. And Jesus just said four words. He said, have faith in When we need something, we can just speak and have faith in God. James 2 and 26 says, For as the body is without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Faith without works. See, we have faith, but you got to work it. We got to work the faith. We got to exercise it. We got to put it to use. Galatians 5, 5 and 6 says, For we through the spirit... Wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Yes, there's a sound of faith. For in Jesus Christ, a person was circumcised or not circumcised, but faith which worketh by love. There's a faith which worketh by love. There's a sound of faith. So we continue to speak and believe and trust what God desires. There is a sound of faith. Faith is supernatural. It simply means simple trust and confidence in God. That's faith. Faith is unlimited. Faith brings in the purpose and original intent of our Heavenly Father. So whatever's out of order, whatever's not working right, whatever is contrary to the will of God, we must speak by faith and see it come to pass. Not only just for our lives, but for the lives of those that don't know Listening to our podcast today. If this message has been encouraging and a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe. And thank you for your generous financial support.